This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Can't get enough of the fan in the morning? Shown up. Because this is nothing like that. Working. Alan Jerry are here with stories they'd never get to cover on the morning show. Very sexy robot. Hey, look at that pig. Shenanigans. Naked yoga. My mother had a bad experience with these ghosts. Let's hump the fence. It's Alan Jerry's post-game podcast. All right, yes, it is podcast time. Jerry Recco is still doing Rutgers basketball. Uh, so I have Eddie Scazzeri joining me. Uh, well, welcome, Eddie. Hello, podcast people. Hello, podcast people. What did we do yesterday? What was our big topic? Um, we were talking about the human brain. Oh, yeah, the human brain. That's right. Mm-hmm. We get into some deep topics That's here. Right. Uh, here's uh, here, This is a weird one. So I see that the U.S. Senate, Approves a bill that would make daylight savings time permanent in 2023. Hmm. That's a weird one. That yeah. seems like it's happening. Yeah, if they've approved it, if or it says they voted unanimously on Tuesday to make daylight savings time permanent. That would make winter hour winter afternoons brighter, and then the end the twice a year changing of the clocks. Uh, I I'd be for that. Says still needs approval from the House of Representatives and the backing of President Joe Biden. Hmm, all right. Well, I know there were, I think, energy concerns for doing it, but maybe that's been alleviated now. I don't know. So what would that mean for us? Uh, in When would it be, when would our daytime seem different or weird? Uh, it would be darker earlier in the summer instead of, you know, the last, uh, you know, how it gets dusk, maybe yeah. around 9 o'clock and the height of summer, it would be 8 o'clock. Okay, I'm okay with that. 9 yeah. o'clock should be dark. Yeah. Yeah, also, and then the uh, fireworks displays on the 4th of July could start earlier. Yeah. Yeah, it's very, like, after 8 o'clock, it's got, the sun should be down, the night time should be starting up. It does seem silly at eight thirty at night for the sun to still be up. Yeah, and I'm we're we're more eastern in the time zone. Yeah. So the further west you go in the time zone, like in western PA or Ohio or wherever I don't know where the line is. Indiana. Yeah. But then it would be you know, they they when daylight savings, they probably are still light at ten o'clock. What? Yeah, I know in Salt Lake, which is more western in the mountain zone, it's still light at 10 o'clock at night. 
I could barely get to sleep now at night uh, when it's still light out once we change the clocks this past weekend. Yeah. Well, that's where the CPAP comes in handy. Yeah, I was, you were telling me about that. You put a CPAP machine on your face, and then you can go under the covers Total because darkness. you're breathing from the machine. Correct. You don't need the air. Correct. Yeah, I was trying, like, I was thinking the other day, Monday, when if, after we had first flipped the clock, I was like, is my dog going to know it's nighttime to go to bed? Because I need to go to bed. Does she still think there's another walk coming at the end of the night because yeah, it's still light out? They adjust pretty quick. Yeah, she adjusted. So yeah. I was happy about that. But, like, there are, you know, everything is smart now, but not everything. Like, your, my backup uh, alarms, you know, they're just regular old. You had to fix those. Yeah. And the stove. Yeah. Stove, microwave, microwave. coffee maker, if you, you have know. a clock on that one. Yes, that too. Yeah. So we're not all the way there to smart appliances. Yeah, not yet. But if this changes, it sounds like it's going to go through. Yeah. It sounds like it. All right. No more uh, so flipping of the be, clocks. So they're eliminating. We're going to stay on standard time is what the law says. Is that what we're in right now? No, no, we're now in daylight savings. Oh, we're in daylight savings now. It's so confusing. Yeah. So like you're saying so lost. That, well, one way or the other, it wouldn't matter. Yeah, we're not one way or another. Wherever we are, when this passes, that's what we're going to stay in. And in uh, my car, since it's a 2014, uh, was made in 14. It's. Uh, I had to change the the uh, car clock. Also, yeah. I don't know if yours automatic. Mine. Mine connects to my phone ah. and takes the time on my phone. There you go. Uh, this says the bill would would make daylight savings time permanent. Oh, okay. Which is what we're in now. Yes. Yeah, so then, then what I said was false, and it would still fake news. Your, your summer would be the, still the same. Oh, okay. Right, because we're in daylight savings now. And then in the winter, let me see if I can figure this out. Uh, instead of falling back, I guess it would be darker. Well, when we change the clock, it gets darker earlier in the fall, right? Who knows? Yeah, I think so. So, uh, yeah. All we know is it's going to stay like this. And by the way, when we come to work, it's always dark. Always dark. And when when we leave, it's always light. Yeah. So. So it's fine. Jimmy Crack. James Crickhorn and we don't care. Mm Mm-hmm. I wrote this down to talk to you about only because I'm confused by it, but okay. it's a major, major topic, uh, both politically and around the world, uh, climate change. This is what I wrote down. Mm-hmm. Climate change. What's the deal? Okay. Where well, are we at with this? Well, the earth is getting warmer. Okay. And why is that a problem? Well, because most of humanity lives along uh, the coast. Okay. Like um, me. Yes, or up and down the eastern seaboard and up and down both seaboards and all around the world, you look, and that's where population centers are. We now, love to be up, near the water. Yes. Now, obviously, there's large cities in the middle of the continent, but oftentimes they are around lakes and rivers, um, so there's water involved. I don't think the sea level rise would affect Chicago, per se, but... Um, you know, you're talking about a potentially, and the, the like the worst case scenarios I've seen is like a 20 to 30 meter rise. I think that's correct. How many maybe feet is that? No, no, no. Maybe it's five to six meters. Well, you're talking about 30 feet of sea level rise. Now this would take, you know, maybe 150 years. Okay. But it's going to start to happen. And 
it could also shift the ocean currents when the, I think it's the higher density uh, or when the lower density fresh water from the ice caps melts, it'll come into the ocean and push away the, um, the or go over the uh, lower density or higher. I forget what the density situation is, but salt water and fresh water, different density. So that would shift the ocean currents, which is why there is a, a paradoxical uh, unexpected or opposite effect of global warming for our immediate area, the Northeast, because what keeps us temperate or milder in temperature is the Gulf Stream. But when the fresh water and the ice caps from in the Arctic come down, and if it melts and they get pushed down, the Gulf Stream will be pushed further south, and we will actually get a little colder on average than rather than warmer in our immediate area because the Gulf Stream is going to be affected. And there are other ocean currents that also could be affected by these shifts in, in water density and all that other stuff. And then that could have effects that we don't even know yet. And then why, why is this a political issue? Well, I believe, just like with the, the masks and all that, generalizing the Democrats or the liberals would, would be in favor of trying to stop the warming, the okay. climate change. And the conservatives or Republicans would be in favor of just going ahead with the fossil fuels. So that's a, a broad generalization, and it's unfair because there are people on both sides who have, you know, various uh, degrees of opinion and all that other stuff. But um, like with Boomer says, you know, he always says, uh, oh, what are you going to do all these windmill blades, you know, saying that, hey, you're trying to do something for the environment and these are terrible for the environment. And the batteries, what are you going to do with all these batteries? And solar and, panels. Uh, right, all this stuff. So that's how it becomes in, in political uh, and divisive um, because people are aligned one way or the other. And there's a natural tendency for liberals or Democrats to think everything that conservatives or Republicans say is BS and vice versa. And Republicans are more, you know, all this climate change and all this, it's expensive to try to make modifications to do cleaner things and all that stuff. So it's bad for business. And, you know, Boomer, I know, was in favor of having our own American gas companies produce more oil and gas. And there was some, I think, I don't know if Biden did it when he got into office and sort of curtailed that. So that would like decrease American yeah. oil production and we had to import more. And blah. now that's a problem because of our Russia situation, how much fuel we get from there. And so it gets in, in you know, it really, it's unfortunate because this is a situation that really, cries out for unity and because it's going to affect maybe not us in our lifetimes, but for sure our children. Because if you're talking about a several meter rise in sea level over the next hundred years, 
you're talking about the displacement of billions. Well, Earth's population is just under 8 billion. And I don't know what the percentage is, but the majority live on coasts. You're talking about the displacement of billions of people. Because the water will come in towards the land further than it is now. And if you look at the history of life on the planet, I'm pretty sure the majority of the time that life has existed on the planet, there has been, we were not in an ice age. So the overall norm of the planet is warmer and with less ice in terms of the history of, of when life has existed. I'm not talking about single-celled life. We were talking about it yesterday, I think. Um, you know, animals and things and fish and all that stuff. It's been warmer uh, more times than not. And we are technically still in an ice age because that's defined by what percentage of the Earth's surface is covered by ice. And we are still in an ice age because of all the ice in Antarctica and uh, up in the Arctic still and Greenland. But um, the ice caps and the ice sheets are receding and melting. There's, I'm sure you've heard about the one big piece of Antarctica is about to, you know, not the land, but the ice is about to, you know, fall off. So... You know, we're in an ice age, but it's in an interglacial period. But, and we were due to have another glaciation where the ice sheets would advance. But the global warming caused by man has affected that. And, you know, so it's this whole complex bio system. But again, 99% of all species that ever existed, maybe more than that, are extinct. And this is just what happens on Earth. The ice comes and it goes. And more often than not, it's not around. But we're here now. And we have our lives and our systems of agriculture and all this stuff and transportation and all these things that are now interconnected. So when it changes, it's going to be very disruptive. But I, I, I was on vacation in uh, San Diego a couple years ago. Mm-hmm. And I remember going on like a kayak tour we mm-hmm. were in the, and and there was these million dollar homes on the edge of land that they keep thinking are going to just fall off mm-hmm. the the thing mm-hmm. into the water yeah yeah so so what do the climate change people want done they want like what is changing well, fossil to, fuels to, have to, to do with it reduce the amount of carbon dioxide and methane in the atmosphere so we can sort of try to at least slow down or maybe even stop the rise in the greenhouse gases in the atmosphere which is making things warmer and in co2 is uh, a problem but methane i believe is a much worse problem and with the permafrost in siberia and other you know in canada with that melting um, and thawing out, you're going to release a crap ton of methane. Same with Antarctica. If those big ice sheets come off, then there's there's methane, I think, trapped in the ice also and also in the ground underneath. And that's a, a, that's a big problem. 
because that's a much more powerful greenhouse gas than CO2. I think I have all this right. If there's any scientist out there who happens to listen to this, you know, you can correct us, but I believe that's, you know, now listen, will will life on earth continue and probably humanity too? Yes, but, you know, there could be a lot of pain and suffering and dying, you know, because if, if all of a sudden the, the places that now produce most of the food because of climate change and then rainfall change and this and that, if that stops or they can't do it anymore and the population is growing and all of a sudden we don't have enough food, what does that lead to? You're talking famine and war because if people need things and the other guy has some and your people are dying, we got to go they get don't it. have it, so you got to go get it. That's been the history of wars forever. You know, it's basically it comes down to food. But, and it's only been in the last 200 years since the uh, Industrial Revolution that, you know, we can mass produce food and make it plentiful for most. Of course, there are people starving and famine. But for the modern Western world, you know, that's not an issue. But all of a sudden, your food production is changed drastically, then that can lead to all sorts of problems. When I see somebody building a new home on like oceanfront property, I always think like, uh, are they aware that this is probably happening and this is going to get washed away in, in, uh, but you said maybe a hundred years. Well, you know, but it depends on the area and how far are you above sea level and how fast it's going to rise. I was in, I think two years ago, I was in Chesapeake Bay Marion had a, uh, my wife had an event down there and we took a longer weekend and we were in the Chesapeake East Bay region and the place we were staying at, you know, every day at high tide, the water would come up on their lawn and there were restaurants like down the street and around the corner where it, their restaurant flooded like, you know, every day at high tide. Now, it could have been a certain type of high tide, the king tides, and uh, that made it worse that particular time. But that had, over the past decade, that they said that had become a regular occurrence. And that's not really, you know, sustainable long term. You know, you're going to have to move back. Yeah. It's very odd. And then then people against doing stuff for it. Will, are, are against it because of the cost that will go into changing Or they'll everything? say this is just, you know, uh, this is not going to continue. This is, and there's there are some scientists who will argue that point that it's got to do with the solar cycle and these are just normal fluctuations. This is not caused by uh, man uh, dumping greenhouse gases into the atmosphere but I tend to believe the, the majority of science, scientists do believe that this, because here's the thing, it's been like going up at a rapid, more rapid rate than it has in the past, except for, you know, like when uh, the, the asteroid that killed the dinosaurs, that caused a, a lowering of the temperature pretty quickly because of all that gas and, and uh, all the particles in the air and it's created 
you know, the sun's light couldn't get through and it, it got a lot cooler quicker. And again, you know, 70% of species died, um, you know, which wasn't even the biggest extinction event. I think there's been five extinction events. Uh, Where everything on the planet died? 95. Their biggest one, I think, was a Cambrian extinction event. I think. I'm not 100% sure. Where 95% of the species on the planet died. Damn. But, again, you know, most of the species that ever existed are gone. You know, that's just evolution. And things either, you know, they die out or they evolve and change. Or you have an extinction-level event that, you know an asteroid hits us or something happens. And, and then the ancient aliens return and yeah. repopulate the planet with people. And, and there are some people who say that this climate change would be, could be an extinction level event. Uh, and then we were talking off the air about, you know, if this Russia, Ukraine situation, uh, you know, slips into a third world, world war and we start lobbing nukes around that's an extinction level event yeah sure. well i don't need that. that but that would stop global warming if we let off enough nukes it'll be nuclear winter and the temperature will drop i did see one of these uh conservative guys that i follow on twitter i, I honestly don't remember who tweeted it out there but they tweeted out a headline from like a um a liberal news source that said uh the headline was something like would nuclear war, how would nuclear war affect a climate change? <laughs> it's like, well, we're all going to be dead, so let's yeah, don't have to worry about. Climate. Do you think that's true? Like, would nuclear war kill all of us? Full scale? Yeah, full scale. Oh yeah. yeah. Russia was like, screw you guys, and we were like, oh, oh yeah, yeah, screw I, you guys, and we I, both started blasting away. I, you yeah. think we'd be wiped out, United States uh, and Russia? Uh, oh, there would be survivors for sure. I don't want to be that. There would be. I would rather be dead. Yes, quite me honestly. too. Because you know, if everything breaks down, you know, the all the infrastructure and all that, I can't get insulin. I'm dead anyway. That's true. Within you know, a month probably, maybe sooner. And I so, wouldn't be able to get my rice cakes and powdered peanut butter. Yeah. So, so what would I do? Yeah. Would there be some people that would survive? Yeah. For a while, but it depends on how bad the the radiation and the fallout, and then how many people survive. And as then the survivors, can they are they a viable breeding uh, colony of uh, enough of the enough uh, a high enough number to have the species survive? Because you know if you have massive inbreeding, that's no good. You get more mutations that are usually bad. And well, not good, and well, so you have, yeah, I, I, yeah, it would be. Well, that's the thing about like the doomsday preppers, like they're prepping in these uh, deep basements. Think for what kind of life? Well, right, right. You know, if they just want to survive and live out the rest of their life underground, that's crazy. You know, but there's, and it's not just nuclear war. We've talked about the, the super volcano and Yellowstone, which is overdue. You know, I don't know. I don't know if that would be a global ex uh, extinction level event. I don't think so, but certainly United States would be all sorts of effed up. If Yellowstone blew up? Yes. Really? Yeah. Yeah. The super volcano. There's a super volcano in Yellowstone? Yes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And it could affect us here in New Jersey? Oh, my God. Yeah. What? Yeah. Yeah. 
sure. the hell's going on? You know, there was uh, there was a super volcano explosion about seventy thousand years ago, I think. Tonga, if I'm remembering, all my you know, sort of uh, off hours free time reading. Yeah. Um, and that, and they've looked like they can sort of look at DNA now and see populations and how they move and mix and all that stuff and that there was a the human population dropped so much about 70,000 years ago certainly was well under a billion people I don't know how many tens of millions of humans were alive then but um, that there was like that was we came close to ending but we didn't but there was a bottleneck where you know there was a certain number of survivors and we're all descended from them from that last super volcano explosion about about 70,000 years ago. I look out my window sometimes uh, where I am out the condo and see the ocean. I think, what stops the ocean just from coming up? Yeah, well, it does. But how, how they figured that out, that they know where to build the boardwalk and where to build the road and where... Well, but that that changes over even people's lifetimes the seacoast is constantly evolving yeah, but that's, what I mean. that's like it's... why these beach communities build the breakwaters you know or not the breakwaters Dunes. The, the jetties the jetties yeah that what would that do if you look like on one side of the jetty there's a lot more sand but ultimately like you know sand would shift and move and that's but they build the jetties to protect the section of beaches and i think since hurricane sandy much more they they do it all the time now because even like when we're going to get a a a, a regular bad storm mm-hmm. but not a hurricane sand like they you see on the beaches and where I am in Belmar and Bradley and all all down that coast them loading up just big piles of sand on the beach yep before the boardwalk mm-hmm. so if I guess if uh, stuff comes yeah but naturally like dunes and beaches they're constantly shifting all the time just in nature and that's just the way it is but when people want to live on the beachfront then they try to secure it and make sure it it doesn't shift but that's going to happen anyway and that has nothing to do with like global anything i gotta unload this condo to some poor sucker before the ocean gets yeah well maybe but they uh but yeah but all that beach change and erosion that's constant and really nothing to do with climate change it's just how the oceans work and and things you know erosion and all this stuff that's just how it happens it is weird that it's a political issue. Yeah, it is. And it's sad because we really, if we're going to, and it may already be too late, we may be past the tipping point, but hopefully not. Or hopefully we can figure out some science that even in, even if we were beyond it, it's like, oh, we can just do this and we'll release this unknown new thing that we invented that will bind up all the greenhouse gases in the atmosphere and make it all right but then of course that would probably have unforeseen consequences Correct. also my goodness it gets very Are confusing you trying to cl- control the planet yeah be planet wins yes mother nature always is undefeated she is all right let's do the warm-up program i did that with uh Cilo. we mm-hmm. talked some sports uh tomorrow Cilo will be back again and uh, it will, depending on what happens with Rutgers tonight, right? Jerry will either be back Friday or not till next week. And I don't know, like, what to root for. You know, I, I yeah. w- would like Rutgers to win. I Same. know Jerry wants to go to San Diego. It would be a, a ton of fun. But we also, we miss we, Jerry. We love you, Jerry. Yes. That was Chris Sims who said that, right? Yes. We love you, Jerry. Mm-hmm. All right, let's do the uh, warm-up program now. 
So now that you you and I have solved climate change, yes, everything's fine. Yep, everything's good. Got it all we're, figured out. We're all over it. So. So. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Be part of the show. Call the fan at 877-337-6666. Powered by Superbook. Better odds and favorable prices. You do not call here. Do not call this Good morning, campus. Alan Jerry. Don't worry, Jerry. it's only an hour long. And most days, it doesn't suck. I haven't seen Jerry in weeks, it feels like. CeeLo joins me. Good morning, CeeLo. Oh, good morning. It was two days ago, but it probably feels like weeks to you. Jerry Monday? was here Monday? Monday, yeah. What? Monday. Uh, Jerry's in Dayton, Ohio. He's uh, Rutgers uh, team plays Notre Dame tonight. I think uh, like nine something. Whatever off. after the first game, shortly after the first game ends, which is another sixteen seed matchup. Uh, Bryant and Wright State, I believe. I actually so did my actually, homework today. They actually have to wait till the game's over before they tip off. Oh, it's the same court. So yes, the same court. <laughs> yes. The yes. hell's going on? How, are you familiar with how the NCAA no. tournament works? Obviously not. Yes. So yeah, Same it would court. give it what? I don't know half hour or so after the first game ends. So that's how it like, works in all these sites. Then does like half the arena empty out because they're like I was here for yeah. who's playing in the first game? Butler? Uh, no, Bryant, Bryant and Wright State. Whoever those are, the Bryant Bryant's and, like not was that Rhode Island? I think Eddie. The Bryant and Wright. He State. doesn't know. Okay. I do know. I did when I was in uh, Florida <laughs> working too much yesterday. Sorry, working in sports radio, uh, they had the Sweet Sixteen and the Final Four two diff- at different times mm-hmm. in uh, St. Petersburg, Florida, sure. and they played in the uh, where the Tampa Rays play now. They played in that. They played at the Trop. Yeah, but it was called the Thunderdome back then. Wow. And this was probably before before the Rays we got baseball. Okay. Yeah. And uh, yeah, it wasn't like, a dump. Uh, no, it was always a dump. Oh, okay. B- uh, but they put the basketball courts in there, and you're right. Yeah, they had multiple games. Now that I'm recalling, multiple games at the same time. Not at the same time, but oh, at the same that, arena. Yeah, right. that's the way it works. So you, I mean, I've never been, but I'd imagine you could probably buy like a session pass where you could stay for multiple games. Yeah. But uh, yeah, if you're a Rutgers fan tonight out in Dayton, I assume I don't I don't know how the tickets work. I mean, you could probably go in and watch both games. I don't know for sure. But yeah, they got to clear out the the court, the bench area. You know, Rutgers has got to bring in its Gatorade coolers right. and their towels and all that stuff. And, and Jerry Recco. Notre Dame's got to do the same. Yes, and Jerry Recco has to get into broadcast position. So yeah, there's a little there's a little changeover that has to occur. It is weird to see a basketball court in a arena like a, a baseball size yes. arena well they make that point usually when they get to the final four so like this year it's in new orleans i believe it's at the superdome i sh- I don't know that for sure but usually it's in a bigger a football stadium yeah stadium bigger larger arena and they always talk about sort of i guess the backdrop of that for the players now it's an adjustment to you know shooting like the optics of looking at the basket with just this vast space behind you yeah so it's an adjustment yeah I've been finding uh, inner peace myself, uh, CeeLo. Inner uh, peace, Yeah, wow. I listened to this guy on Joe Rogan. He's uh, an Indian guru. Okay. His name is Saad Guru. He's a guru and his name is Guru? Or no, like, he's just it, it, he Saad is a guru, but they guru call him Saad Guru. Got it. Okay. 
all about finding inner peace. So I was like, yes, why do I let things bother me? All of our troubles are self-generated. You know what I'm saying, CeeLo? Like, how you react uh, to something is how you feel. Yeah. It didn't what like just like like people yelling at you on Twitter. Only you can let that bother you. Find inner peace. Uh, I think in most cases that approach is true, but it's almost yeah. like you're tricking yourself in some cases. Well, like for example, um, Pete Alonso gets T-boned. Not his fault. Did he generate that that problem or that struggle or that no, stress but, for himself? No, but he can react to it. Yeah, and instead of being angry at the person well, who clear, we saw, he seemed him. to handle it quite well. Right, came he, away feeling thankful and uh, a lot of gratitude and maybe, appreciation for life. Maybe he has a guru somewhere maybe he in does. his life. Maybe he listens to was it Sad Sad Guru? Sad Guru, okay. Sad Guru. So then I, yesterday, after I heard him on Joe Rogan, I was like, let me look for videos. Of, he's got his own YouTube channel. Oh, yeah. The guy's dishing out advice left and right. I'm Good sure stuff. he's paid handsomely for it. Good stuff. Yeah. I got to get Jerry on that because Jerry, as much <laughs> as we make fun of Jerry for his uh, life uh, lessons. Angry Jerry. Yeah. Oh, the, okay. Yeah. Like the all quotes. those. Sure. Yeah. The Jerry quotes. He does like nice uh, talking. He like, does. Uh, motivational type things. Yes. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to hook him up with. Jerry is misunderstood by yeah. most of the li- our listening audience. I'm going to hook him up with Sad Guru. All right, cool. I'm going to tell him, listen, check Especially this out. Especially if Rutgers loses. You need some. Inner peace. Yeah, inner peace. So I saw. Ah! Oh, I see uh, Kyrie scored uh, 60 points last night. 41 in the first half. Who was covering Kyrie? Nobody. Well, Well, they tried. Apparently they were throwing like double and triple teams at him. It wasn't wasn't working. Triple teams? That's what he said. He goes, "Ah, I took a couple shots. Probably shouldn't have. They were running doubles and triples at me. But he had it going. Sometimes sometimes you just got it going. Durant stepped aside. They all stepped aside. And and then I see the Orlando Magic crowd was uh, rooting him on. Yeah, why not? They stink. They're not going to the playoffs. You get a chance to see a monster game. Yeah, I was like, let me see how the Magic are doing this year. Not well. Scroll, 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 scroll. Yeah. Legitimately the last yeah. team in the Eastern Conference. Right. So the Nets took care of business. Kyrie had himself a big night. So he had Dur- Duran had, what, 53 against the Knicks? Yes. Kyrie had 60 the night after Carl Towns had 60 for the Timberwolves. A couple of New Jersey guys there. So as Boomer pointed out yesterday, not a lot of defense being played in the no. NBA right now. The Nets scored 150 points. Yeah. That they had 86 at the half, I at think. At the half. Yeah. Yeah. Damn. <laughs> I, of course, had a same game parlay where I needed just two threes from Durant. He didn't even attempt one last night. You only needed two three-point yeah, yeah. attempts? Yeah. All my or other... two three-pointers? No, he had to make two. Okay. But my point is, like, he scored 19 still, but because Kyrie had it going so much, he didn't even forget. Like, it's like he went 0 for 4. Like, he didn't even, he didn't even, it's like, you know what? I don't even need to attempt a three tonight. Kyrie's got it covered. We're all good. Adam Sandler used to have a great uh, jokes in his uh, stand-up act many years ago before he got super famous where he was... He's like, I'm going to do an impression of a Will Chamberlain's 100-point night. This is an impression of the other coach. Who's covering Will? <laughs> and he go, here's an impression of Wilt's teammates. Wilt, I'm open. Yeah. Give me the ball. Yeah. Now the Nets, like, Andre, I was listening to some of the postgame, and Andre Drummond was like, well, I just find a way to get him the ball. It's almost like... It's almost like the pitcher working on the no-hitter or the perfect game. You just step aside. You don't mess with it. You don't talk to him. Just get him the ball and let him do his thing. Someone's That's what he had going it. last night. I think he was like 21 of 30 from the field, something ridiculous like that. That's I mean, we, you have to be to go for 60. That's why we got to get them playing games at home. Right. Now they so come home tonight. They turn around. They play. Who the heck are they playing tonight? Uh, I wrote it down. Dallas, I think, maybe. 
the, the Mavericks. Mavericks. Yeah, so Luka Doncic comes in, and maybe Kyrie will stroll in late second quarter to take his place in the seats that he paid for in the third row. Maybe scoring 60 points because he gets to relax and not play the right. home game. Well, that's the way it's worth. That's why it was good. Durant, they all say, okay, go ahead, Kai, you know, get it out of your system, and we'll take care of business tomorrow night at home against Dallas. Yeah, we'll get KD the ball uh, for the home games. Tonight he'll go for 55, yeah. Durant. And yeah. Kyrie will take the ball on the road. Right. There Everybody you go. else step aside. Yep, that's how it works for now. And let the man go through. Let the man go through. Move upside and let the man go through. I don't know that one. Let the man go through. What's that? It's a rock song from the 90s. By who? Soul Coughing. I'll play it on the way back. Soul Coughing? Yeah. Not Coughing. 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 Okay. Move upside and let the man go through. I'm curious when I hear it if I'll know it. You'll know it. You singing it is not ringing a bell. I should. It should be ringing a bell. I'm quite the singer. Uh, and then uh, speaking of Kyrie, I see that uh, baseball is going to yeah. be in a similar situation with Mets and Yankees players. Make sure you properly credit the I'm afternoon not crediting, show. I'm not crediting the <laughs> afternoon show. You know what? I'm not. You, I think you and I agree, but I'm going to let you do the criticizing so that it doesn't <laughs> blow back on me. Okay. Right. So uh, the Yankees players and uh, Mets players are going to be in a similar situation as Kyrie. Like, even though the games are outdoors, you, you cannot. Uh, right. For now. You cannot play in those games. The reading between the lines from those that dug into this yesterday yeah. after Evan and Craig first brought it up at about uh, 225. Just make sure I get that correct. Um, it sounds like there's not a lot of concern that this is still going to be an issue come whatever it is, April, April 7th. 7th. I mean, who knows? But When's the basketball season end? Does that mean Kyrie will be able to play? For the playoffs? Yeah. Let's see. When their last playoffs. regular season game playoffs. is. They just wait the for playoffs. the baseball. You know, baseball is more important in this town, so Kyrie just waits till the you know the Yankees and the Mets kick and stomp and s- complain until it gets lifted, and then the Nets will be in good shape. Uh, Nets final regular season game is a home game on Sunday, April tenth. So pretty close. Okay, and yeah. then the playoff run, Kyrie will be dropping sixty points every yeah. night. Yeah, yeah. So then uh, somebody caught up with uh, Aaron Judge, somebody uh, who gave. Uh, a roundabout answer. They asked him if he was vaccinated. Yeah. He's gave. Uh, he goes. He uh, I wrote it down. Him, yeah. What he says that. I'm still focused on getting to the first game of spring training, which right. means I'm not vaccinated. Correct. Well, I, I think sh- we'll cross that bridge Thanks. whenever the time comes. But right now, so many things could change. So I'm not really too worried about it. And some were bothered that he was grinning and chuckling through it a little bit. I mean. Why were they bothered? What, it is what it is. This, well, his the, grandmothers the, were dying. The folks that yeah. I, let's not. Do we can we not go down that path again this morning? <laughs> <laughs> we we covered the story that what Judge said, yeah. the fact that this thing is in place at the moment. Apparently, the baseball union, having just come out of the lockout, has now turned its focus to working with the New York City mayor's office or public health officials or whatever. I'm sure they're going to iron this out. Oh, yeah. they figure it out. So yeah, the afternoon I um Craig I saw on Evan. Twitter yeah. Craig was gone a Twitter. Oh, Craig was the Carton and Roberts uh, show account was well, that's Craig Tom also. Izzo. Was, well, that's right, also yeah. Craig. Hey, yeah, Izzo. Uh, they were like t- re- re- replying to the likes of Joel Sherman and Stephen Bondi. Yeah, they and, wanted uh, credit. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. Well, they got it from someone. They didn't make it up, right? So no, they don't make it up. So I don't where know. Did they get it yeah, from? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what uh, turned them on to the scent, but they uh, they did do some digging mm-hmm. and they spoke about it on the air before the stories and the tweets were put out. But this radio, what's funny about that is, you know, they want credit. Mm-hmm. This whole station is based on 
taking things other people discover and talking about I'm, them. I'm aware. But we don't yeah. always give credit. I understand. We give credit when one person created something, right? right? So if Adam Schefter talked to Kyler Murray and got directly from Kyler Murray this, we would say Adam Schefter talked to Kyler Murray. If Kyler Murray signs a deal and Adam Schefter is the first one on it, you don't have to give Adam Schefter credit. It's an a factual thing. You don't have to in in a case of breaking news, like if I'm coming in to do an update, yeah, you know, and it's just breaking. Yes, if it's just like breaking. John Heyman had some stuff yesterday, so yeah. I name dropped him. Gio will do it sometimes when he's scrolling. Like we got the Aaron Rodgers contract info yesterday, stuff like that. I mean, but but you the, don't have to go out of your way. And and the, to be fair to to Craig, yeah. the reporters do it on Twitter. It happens all oh. So and so had it for like you know for example well, right but that the gets Jets made fun yesterday of. made a couple of signing it does get made fun of right and when John like, Heyman goes it'd be like you know Brian Costello will be like yes the Jets are in agreement with so and so as Rich Samini first reported or as Connor Hughes so it's almost like a mutual respect thing between the reporters or people that are on the beat right but but your Twitter is for the audience the audience doesn't care that John oh, Heyman's giving credit I couldn't agree more the audience right, so does the audience, not care at all but the audience doesn't care where it came from <laughs> yeah. They just want to know that right. it's out the there. The information. Sure. Right. Yeah. And I believe they've made fun of giving credit I'm sure. on well, tweets. Th- maybe there is a satirical aspect to all of this. I don't know. And that's why they uh, really went in on it yesterday. But with all of the tweets Craig was doing, he it was, was it was a lot. He was bothered. Yes. I would think a little bit. And then it was funny. Then I had people I saw it going because I was digging into this because I was I was enjoying it. Of course, I saw your tweet about your you and Paul had it four years ago on yeah. the podcast. Yeah. No, but I saw people that then screen grabbed tweets they'd sent to Evan. Right. Yeah, alerting them a, of the a hey, day look earlier, into this. Right. two days Correct. earlier. To your point, it had to come from somewhere. Came they didn't from just somewhere. wake up yesterday, and be like, huh? Right. Now wait a second. Here. Exactly. Yeah. So, and Evan was back and forth with uh, Jack Curry from Yes. Yeah. Because like, he wasn't up on what was going on with the Nets and Kyrie. And he thought he found a loophole, and then Evan was like, "Nah." That's like when everyone tried that. Races to be first. The audience doesn't care. No, they don't. And then maybe I don't follow. Like I'll follow. That's why it's funny. Like if, if I follow Adam Schefter and uh, Tom Pelissero and Ian Rappaport yeah. and Mike Garofolo, and yeah. then like something happens, like uh, the Atlanta Falcons are now in the mix for Deshaun Watson. Right, you get six <laughs> of them in a row. Yeah. But maybe I don't follow all those guys. So if I only follow Adam Schefter. I need him to tweet that. Right. Otherwise, I don't see it. And as that's a, why those guys all do right, that. That's why they, they all don't do assume it. that Correct. you're following all the other NFL types. Right. It's their Twitter, and they're going to make sure they put the information out there. Yes. Yeah. So we had it here first. So a lot of time in the afternoon, I'll hear them yelling that uh, that they came up with something that Jerry and I did in the warm-up show. Not that we created it. It was news the night before. <laughs> which I'm sure they weren't aware you discussed because they're not up listening. Well, Craig Craig very well might be the way his sleep patterns work. (laughs) That's why I'm being very careful with what I say right now. Yeah, so they're going nuts Uh, yesterday. That's fun. Yeah, once I see Tom Izzo's in the mix on it too, I'm like, he was... Oh, it was a big day for him because the Tom Izzo was also on Tiki and Tyranny, so he had fun with that. Michigan State, yeah. So he was pretending to be him. Well, he just, he likes playing because people still do tweet at him as if he is the coach of the Spartans. I like when he'll people will tweet an angry tweet at him during a Michigan State game. Yes. It happened recently and he answered and someone was like, What why are you answering tweets in the middle <laughs> of the game? <laughs> well uh, for our, our Tom Izzo that works here is digital. verified. 
He's verified, yeah. And his profile pic is him with Tom Izzo, the coach. There you go. Perfect. Very confusing. Perfect. Well, that's all part of the, you know, this way, if someone thinks it's Coach Izzo and they go to the profile page, oh, look, it is Coach Izzo. He's standing with some bald-headed gentleman here. Yes. Looks like uh, the dude from Despicable Me. Is that right? Yeah. What's that guy's name? The Gru. big yellow guy, Gru? No, he's the minions are yellow. Oh, the minions. Gru is like the oh yes, the, the villain main character played by Steve Carell. He's like the gargoyle uh, from the Smurfs. Uh, gargoyle. I don't know about gargoyle, but uh, oh, I see what you're uh, yeah. Gargamel. Gargamel. Same concept. Got it. Gargamel. <clears throat> All right, CeeLo, let's do, on the other side here, we've got some more baseball. We've got some more football. I love when you do this. Just name so I'm just scrolling. I'm I got some scroll- baseball stuff. I got, I got some baseball. Tease guy. I've got some, some fo- football. I got some football signings. <laughs> and I've got a St. Bonaventure cheerleader versus a player. Yeah? Oh, yeah. Bonnies? What's that? The Bonnies? The Bonnies, yeah. All right. Uh, and then Boomer and Gia will be here, I'm told, at 6 a.m. today. They've showed up at for 6 a.m., so be uh, stay tuned for that. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. This is going to kick in soon. Yeah, horns, come on. It's a band called the 502s. Oh, I thought you were going to play that 90s rock song. Oh, oh, oh right, 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 right. I'll do it next time. Okay. Step up and let the man go through yeah. by Soul Coffee. Yeah, yeah. I heard this on the radio. 502s, it's called. It's the band. It's snappy. So this is new for you? This is a new song, yeah. Oh, okay. Came out this uh, came out in 2021. All right. But I, I just do to me. You know what I'm saying? I, oh, I know what you're saying, yeah. yeah. The music's over, Al. Oh, I mean, this is the talk part now. where we talk. This is the warm-up <laughs> program. Uh, Jerry Recco is in Dayton, Ohio today. Uh, he is uh, doing Rutgers-Notre Dame. Yes. I hope, uh, I hope Rutgers wins. I'm on Rutgers tonight. You are. Are you For betting For many them? reasons. Are we For allowed many... to bet them? Not in the state of New Jersey, but I was in New York yesterday, so I took care of that while I was So here. I could place the bet here today, That's here correct. at work, Yes. if I want to bet Rutgers. Once you cross state lines, it, not only can you, you won't even be visible to you, or you can't even find it on the on the apps. Oh, is that right? In New Jersey, yeah. Is that right? That's right. Okay. Yes, yes. Uh, yeah, I like, listen, I'm a Jersey guy, like Rutgers. I'm pulling for Jerry. Also, if they continue to win, it means more work for me. So oh, perfect. A, that's like threefold why I'm uh, pulling for Rutgers. Okay, tonight. that's good. Yeah. yeah, so Rutgers wins uh, more shows for you. That's right. Uh, more the, fun for Jerry. He gets to go to San Diego. Gets to go to San Diego. The yeah. problem is, though, will the audience forget about Jerry if he's gone for a no, week? No, definitely not. I don't know. It happens pretty quickly. Nah, he'll be fine. You go away for just a little bit. People forget who you are. Not when you've been working here like how long is it for him now? North of 20, right? Oh, yeah. 25? Is he hit 25? Um, I th- Yeah, he's a 20-something. Was no, he a 97 guy? I know, he, I know he stepped away briefly, right? Was he a 97 guy? Where so did this, he go? Wouldn't this be 25 then this year? Right? I don't know. Jerry stepped away? Didn't he, didn't he leave briefly? Did he go try Went to sell the cars rat. or something? Oh. 
Right, that's where he he and Joe got involved there together, right? No, he did not go to the Rat. No, not the Rat. The small station in no, it wasn't. It was WJDM small... was yeah, the yeah. small station in Elizabeth, New right, Jersey, with Beningo, correct? Yeah, but yeah. Jerry also worked at this uh, 106.3 down in Jersey as oh. well. Maybe that was it. So he's done quite a bit. Didn't he try to sell cars briefly, or did I? That was Kevin that? Burkhart. I thought Jerry did that briefly too. No, oh, Kevin All Burkhart right. went to sell cars. Uh, and no, then that uh, now he's going to yes. be the number one guy on Fox. <laughs> I mean, you want to talk about success story. So jealous. Jerry had the school, or it wasn't a school, or whatever he Not claims. a school. Yeah. He's, he's got, he's had a lot of, you know, we, we, we poke fun at Craig for all the, the various, you know, concepts he's come up with, things he's gotten involved with, and I, I'm not alluding to the other stuff. Uh, Jerry's like that to a lesser extent. Yes. His mind is always cranking, and he's looking at, you know, the cornhole there's, league. Right, exactly. Yeah, there's a lot going on there. Yeah. yeah. The Kevin Burkhardt story is an interesting one because he uh, tried to do broadcasting, right? And then he was ended up selling cars yeah. to make some money. But I had talked to him when I had my uh, podcast where I was talking to broadcasters. Yes. He, he's one of these guys that created a, an opportunity where there wasn't one. How did he do that? So he there was a small radio station in New Jersey, up north New Jersey, where... And he thought, no one's broadcasting these high school games. I'll do it. And created his, and that's where he... Before that was a thing. Before that was a thing. He was like, why don't, why don't we do these local high school games on your radio station? That's good practice for him. Yeah. How about that? So I see that a lot, where guys create their own opportunities. Visionaries. Yeah, like even Tom Izzo here, who works in our digital department, he yeah. created his own opportunity. Yes, he did. He was delivering fish on a fish truck, listening to WFAN, started sending us the anti-boomer hockey songs. Yeah. And then really created his own opportunity with digital. Got to get on someone's radar. Yeah. So good for him. Good, good for, for you. you. Good for you. Uh, let's see. The uh, Yankees are bringing back uh, Anthony Rizzo. Yes, that broke while we were asleep, about 11.45. Who had it first? I don't know. Uh, I woke up to the, the notifications. I didn't go back and look who had it first. All right. Well, I guess <laughs> if you, you want care. me to effort that, I can. No, I don't while care. While we're discussing I don't it. care who had it first. Anthony Rizzo is coming back two years, so he'll be your first baseman, I guess, with Luke Voigt. Right, yeah. Boone, who's your first baseman? Luke Voigt. Luke Voigt. Well, now, Luke Voigt and, and Anthony, Anthony Rizzo. Rizzo. With little I, DJ LeMayu. Sprinkled in across the infield. So I guess Freddie Freeman had no interest in playing here. I don't know that he didn't have interest. I we don't know. We don't know what the Yankees. We don't know what the financial restraints were in this different Yankees day and age of actually having to worry about those things. What if he winds up in Boston? Then what? It sucks. Then how will you feel about Not that? Not great. You want him to go to the Dodgers? Sure, that'd be perfect. That'd be the He's ideal lefty, scenario. Right? Yes, lefty bat. Short porch in uh, right field at Yankee Stadium. Yes, so. that's been mentioned many times. So that also comes applies in. for Anthony Rizzo, who's also a lefty bat out. He comes in. And uh, so was Matt Olson. They were all lefty bats. That's yeah, but point. Rizzo strikes out a lot. <laughs> no, he doesn't, actually. Who am I thinking of? I don't know. Who's that other Rizzo dude? Rizzo has one of the... What? Li- in, in c- compared to the average player, yeah. I believe he's he's like... he's Gallo. above. He has above... Av- yeah, Gallo. That also a it. lefty bat. Yeah. I think yes. of those two. Those two guys showed up at the same time. They are here. like polar opposites as far as the type of hitters that oh. they are. Yeah. Well, I was confused. That's okay. Where's that guy play again? Outfield. Outfield. Left field. Gallo. Could play center in a pinch. Either corner, really. But Judge usually plays right. For What's the Gallo's first name? Joey. Joey. I get confused. Gallo, with not Anth- Callow. With Anthony Gallo, who works here. Correct. Yes. Joey Gallo works here is the every day. I, I He's don't here know. Should every be day. confused with that. And uh, <laughs> Adam Adovino, who's now pitching for the Mets. Yeah. Get get lost, dude. You were you sucked while you were here. I don't need to hear from you. I, I don't right? need to hear from you about. Oh, at least there's one good team in New York. 
He says right. he was not taking a shot at the Yankees when he said that. Okay. So what was he what was he trying to accomplish then? Well, he he his quote was it's great that a good team is in New York. This reeks of I said something there was uh I did mean something behind it, but now I'm going to pretend like I didn't and use a technicality to get to get off of the criticism. Yeah, he says that he wasn't taking a shot at the Yankees, that he would have gone back there. There's nothing to it. And actually, I okay. I agree with what he's saying. I don't think he's backpedaling. I think what he's saying is the Yankees didn't want him. He didn't want to be moving again. It's cool that there's a good team in New York that was interested in him. Yeah, okay, but that would apply if he pitched for the Yankees last year. Oh. He went to the Red Sox. So hmm. I don't know that so that really applies. Uh, he, I, he, I understand he's a, a New Yorker originally, yeah. Brooklyn guy. If I if I recall, I forget if it was Brooklyn or Staten Island. Is One of the Brooklyn boroughs. in the house? So I, I don't know. I'm calling BS, but that's fine. Whatever helps him sleep at night. Hmm. Wow. So but he wasn't, had enough of him because he, he wasn't. He was good when he first got here initially, like maybe the first few months of that first season with the Yankees and then by the end he was just completely unreliable. So that's what happens to all fine. these bullpen Revisionist guys. History. Yeah. Why is that? It's a, like a year to year thing for a lot of them. I mean there's exceptions to that rule obviously, but it's very tough to figure year to year. That's got to screw up with your head like you you're one year you're good, nothing changes. Yeah. I'm you sure could. something changed. Things that we're not aware of. Like in a lot of cases, it's how many times a guy get gets used. That's why the dry humping thing became a thing with how often these guys get up and down and warm up and sit down. Terry or Terry Collins, Mickey Calloway, we, we've referred oh. to it as dry humping, which, as we learned more about him, probably wasn't the best phrase to use. Not but, for you him. know. So yeah. Anyway, dry humping, yeah. give them a rest. Do you think it's because they get tired or that the teams figure them out because they see them a lot and there's a lot of film? That's what uh, I think. Film. I don't know. Maybe maybe a combination of the two, but I think sometimes the just the the usage and the amount of appearances, maybe their stuff's not quite as sharp in general. I'd love to be a middle reliever. Middle reliever. If I had to be a pitcher. Starter, no. Okay. Closer, no thank you. Okay. So you don't like getting paid, is what you're saying. Well, it's a lot of pro- <laughs> Well, you still got to get paid. And no, you know, but, the, but 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 I'm saying like the depth chart of pitchers and how how much they get paid yeah. is starter, uh huh, high leverage reliever, middle guy, then long guy. Oh, I love the long, long reliever. Relief. Game's yeah. over already. You're just expected <laughs> cleaning up the mess. Let's no get, one's paying attention. Let's just get through. Get this. in, get out. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I like. Yeah, you come in in the second yeah. inning. You're already down eight runs. Right. By the way, just to circle back to Adovino, to my yeah. point. So it was really the first full season, not the first couple months. His first year with the Yankees, he pitched in 73 games. So there's a lot Damn. to a 1.9 ERA. That's so very good. strong. 2020, only 24 games, 5.89. See ya. So, so Last so. year with Boston, 4-2-1. But he did have a couple of good appearances against the Yankees. I'll Is that right? That. So he's feeling himself a little bit. Yes. He's like, yeah, I shut those guys down last year. You got a now little extra. Now got back on the other New York team. Stevie Cohen's got a lot of money in his pocket. We got a stud starting rotation. We got Lindor. We've got Alonzo. We've got all these guys we brought in in the offseason. So I'm going to flex on the Yankees now. Maybe not, but that's my that was my take on it yesterday. Sounds like you were a little jealous of that Mets Not jealous, just... Oh no! I, I have always said this. I am a Yankee fan who who likes to see the Mets do well, other than when they're playing the Yankees. That's always been my take. My grandmother was a massive Met fan, and she was very into it. So that I could not root against my grandmother. Right? You know, that's just that wouldn't have been right. That's not right. Yeah. You cannot root against old right. people. Right. 
I always root for old people. Yeah, sure. Because I'm gonna be one soon. Yeah, we are headed that we are all headed in that direction with every passing second now. That's what Sad Guru says. There you go. See, I never listened to Sad Guru. I could be him. Every day, every breath, every yeah. heartbeat. We're getting older. You're getting one step closer. Are you making the best <laughs> of your day today? No, probably not. When you right before you go to bed at night, you sit on the edge of your bed and say, Did I have a great day today? If not, do it tomorrow. Mm-hmm. I'm paraphrasing. Very inspirational. Paraphrasing the sad guru. You delivered it well. All right. I was believable. Uh, you know, the Note Mets- to future self. I'm old. <laughs> uh, you know the Mets always get their balls busted for Bobby Bonilla Day, which is so stupid. Yeah, I know exactly where you're headed. Go yeah, ahead. We got word yesterday, I don't know why we're just getting this now, that the Cincinnati Reds still pay Ken Griffey Jr. $3.6 million a year. I think it was probably known... But not as big a deal because he's an all-time great, and Bobby Bonilla was a flaming disaster with the Mets. That's number one. And number two, the reason it's become a story is because the Reds, right after we get out of this lockout, we're talking about you know competitive balance and small market owners are just selling off all the good players. Yeah, and then and his three point six million dollar a year salary yeah. is more than. All but five current players yes, on the he Reds. Is sixth on their payroll as it stands on their for twenty twenty two. Yeah, yeah. And he gets paid again. To, he gets paid to like twenty twenty four. Is something. this like a this is a deferred salary yeah. situation? It was yeah. a deferred salary well, situation at the time. I'm sure it made sense. The Reds just put his salary on their credit card. Now they're paying. Yeah. Now they're paying. Well, with it back. inflation, I don't. Who know? I don't know. I would can, you I can't. take? Would you rather have a deal like that where you get all the money up front or more money? If you take it, this spread is the lump out. sum yeah. lottery yes. talk. Um, I I'm not qualified to answer that. What? I would probably say lump sum, and then let me let me take control let me of my money, my money, and then I'll figure out how to invest it and all but, that. But it is cool to know when you retire, you're still getting paychecks yeah. for years. That's true. That's pretty cool. But I'd be afraid that baseball would fold, and then where'd my where would my <laughs> money go? Not gonna fold. You don't know that. They're not gonna. Where they go on strike and the fans stop showing up, uh, get locked out. I mean, wouldn't you have a legal standing if it's written in a contract somewhere? You would hope, but if there's no money, there's no money. There'll be money. That's what I'd be. That's so what's the, always the, weird to me when let's I... Let's go to the break. Go to the break. Okay, let's go to the break. Eddie's <laughs> demanding it. Um, when we come back, I have... Oh, I never got to any football news. So let's no, do that yet. on the other side. Then Boomer and Gio will roll up in here at 6 a.m. What up, y'all? It's your boy Danny Green, three-time NBA champ. You either rooted for me or rooted against me. Join myself and my co-host Harrison Sanford on the Inside the Green Room podcast. It's a podcast that brings you never-before-told tales from the locker room to candid interviews with basketball legends to breakdowns of what's happening in the NBA right now. Whether you're a diehard fan or casual about your hoops, this podcast brings you the game like never before. Follow Inside the Green Room on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. This is the song, Stilo. You know this one? Uh, yes. This is for Kyrie. He's going to come rolling through Brooklyn and play. You don't know this? No. I think Taz the Wrestler used to use this as I like it, but I don't know it. Let the man go through. Move upside and let the man go. It's like a rock rap. Let the man right. Move upside and 
let the man go through. Let the man go through. It's called Super Bon Bon. So we're getting the wave going to make this the Kyrie anthem right now. Yeah, when it, once he's... It is kind of fugazi that they're going to... They're going to ease this rule up for baseball, which baseball clearly already well, we knows. Oh, we're speculating. Yeah, but it seems like way too many people... We said it here first. It is going to be happening before the uh, baseball season of uh, April 7th. Um, it seems like that's the way it's going. And I, well, uh, I don't like You that. don't love it. I don't love it. Okay. That's weird. I know at some point you got to lift the restrictions. Yeah. Because what's interesting, like every time it comes up on the morning show, Boomer goes, well, what about all those people that were fired? Yes. At some point, the restrictions are going away. We hope. So, or or do you not ever want them to go away because people were fired? Uh, I don't. I'm sure Your that's thoughts. an individual <laughs> individual opinion. When I say we hope, yeah, I, what I mean is hope that things continue to trend in the right direction. Yes, because right, well, isn't China shut down again right now? Well, we don't care about that right now All because right. there's a war going on. So the the news only can scare you with one thing at a time. <laughs> Got it. Right now they're scaring you with the potential right. of nuclear war. We had the election. Yeah, and we went back to the pandemic. Now right. we got the war. Now we got the war. So okay. the coronavirus is off the table for the right moment. Now. For the moment. I did see yesterday already there, oh, concerns about kids coming back from spring break and the yes. spread and an uptick. So, right. Yeah, but once the Ukraine-Russia thing gets settled one way or another, mm-hmm. we'll go back to a new variant. And you'll need a fourth shot. And I saw something about a fourth shot. Yeah, yeah, I did for too. seniors, but still. For seniors, right. They're greasing the skids. Speaking of seniors and the fourth shot, Buck Showalter said, stick it anywhere you want yesterday. What does that mean? Play that audio for you coming up. What was he referencing? <laughs> The booster, he said. I'm, I'm going to get. I'm about to get my fourth booster. You can stick it anywhere you want, <laughs> right in my butt cheek if you want it. Yeah, I mean, you can speculate and surmise what he might have, where he might have been referring to. But he's he's uh, says, bring it on, put it anywhere you want. I got to get that for my parents. They're in their uh, upper seventies. They got to get uh, the fourth shot. Yeah, yeah. The old people need that. Need the protection. Yes. Yeah. My doctor it? yesterday told me. I should get the fourth shot. There you go. Because you have di- the diabetes. High risk. No, High well, risk. It, oh. it's the uh, immunosuppressive drug I'm on. Oh, okay. So you need a fourth shot. I still need to get number three. What? What are you even doing here, CeeLo? <laughs> get out. Get out immediately. All right, let's get to all these football items oh, yes, that you uh, got good on point. your list uh, I don't like this. Tyrod Taylor coming to the Giants. Why not? Because it's... You're not putting anyone competitive against Daniel Jones. They're not going to give him a fair shake to win that job. Uh, maybe not initially, but well, who are they going to bring in? So you wanted Trubisky to come. But we talked about that yesterday. He read the tea leaves. and Yeah. Look, John Mara told you, okay, Daniel Jones, we invested a lot. We've done everything in our power to screw him up. So that means he wants to see him succeed. Like they're not, they're not looking to rig this competition against Daniel Jones. They're looking for him to still be the guy. But they got to put somebody in place in case he falls and crashes and burns again. This falls smells, on his face or gets hurt. This smells like a six-win season. Probably. Uh, what yeah. do we? What? Why? What? They don't have any money to spend. We got no They're money. They're not any good. Where's their money? What Tied do you mean they up got in no money? dead cap space from the Dave Gettleman era. I hate 
sports finance. I never know <laughs> just, what's no, no, no. going on. Just don't, 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 don't no. stop. Just, I hate sports, no, 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 period. No. As Craig would say, period, stop. Period, stop. Okay. No, I hate the money, like cap space. You yeah, got to be a, a financial expert to know what's going on. Not you, really. You seem to have a good grip on it, it's, honestly. It's not that, com- I mean, look, if you really want to delve into the minutia, yes, of course. But it's really not that complicated. Like Boomer loves talking about, like he does. He loves to like break down Aaron Rodgers' salary, and, yeah, yeah, contracts I, uh, and voidable years yeah, and all that. Yeah, no, I cap don't numbers, any of this dead means. space. I understand. I want, here's what I know: a team that's not good, like the Giants, mm-hmm. should have all the money in the world to spend, um, and they don't. What's going on? Th- usually, that's the case. Like the Jets, the Jaguars, these teams that have been yeah. bottom feeders. You know, they just. Cut all the dead weight. Hey, we got all this cap space and these great draft picks. We're going to try. We're going to run it back and figure it out again with this new GM head coach combo. Yeah. The Giants are actually the worst of both both you know both sides of the equation right now. They don't have cap space and they're not any good. Right, and they well, don't have just, a quarterback. It doesn't make any sense. Yeah, I don't it understand. Does. It does make sense. Makes no sense. We talked about yesterday the offensive play. They've invested money and the guys have crapped out. Oh, they're not any good. They stink. So the Nate Soldiers of the world, you know, still cost them money. All right. Because they, that's a, you. That's kind of what the Packers are doing right now, right? With the with, not to bring up the Rodgers contract again, they lowered his cap number for this year so they can go all in because they are on the doorstep of potentially winning a championship. They're going to pay for that down the road, but they're not worried about that right now. Ah, it's for a rainy day. Brian Gutekunst can deal with that after Rodgers, you know, gets on the horse and rides off into retirement. That will that'll be the problem three, four years down the road. All right, yeah. Now, the Jets uh, got uh, two defensive players, which uh, people seem to enjoy. Yes. Ex- they're, through two days, team, they're very, people are very high on what the Jets have done or what Joe Douglas has done. Right. No big name splashes. I mean, I would argue Lakin Tomlinson's a decent decent splash. I never heard of him. Okay. Well, that and doesn't I really the red mean zone. anything. I watched the Red He's Zone He's an channel. offensive lineman. Of course you've never heard of him. Well, as I'm saying, that's not a big splash. It. But they got the uh, Bucks ex-Buck safety Jordan Whitehead yes. and uh, former Seahawks cornerback DJ Reed. Yes. All right. The metrics on both, strong. Strong. Yeah. Like, those are moves Boomer's going to like. I would think so. And also because they're they're second-tier guys as far as the market goes, so they didn't get massive contracts. But you could argue that they're not that – like, for example, the what's it, the Saints safety. Was it Marcus Williams that went to the, the Jets were interested in him? But the thing that has been consistent about Joe Douglas is going – and it's frustrated some Jet fans because they have cap space and money to spend – but he's very, he's very, st- he sticks to his principles. He sets a price in mind, and he doesn't go above it. So Marcus Williams ends up getting five years, seventy mil from the Ravens with thirty-seven mil guaranteed. Blah blah yeah, blah. Yeah, yeah. He goes, yada. That's right. Blah. Yada. yada yada blah blah yada blah. Okay, Eddie, I'll get to my <laughs> point. He goes off the board. Jet fans are disappointed, Evan included, because they felt that was a need for the Jets. A few hours later, they turn around. They sign Whitehead, who's Perfect. twenty-four. Two years, uh, whatever it was, upwards of 20 mil, something like that. So you're not putting yourself in a situation where if it doesn't work out, then you're like the Giants and you've got no money to spend and your roster sucks. Where's See how that, that works? Hey. Like Jackie always said, he needed more money. Let's do uh, one final break. Oh, Amy that's Lawrence. Why he did that. Okay. Amy Lawrence has a thing about. Uh, She's got a fever and she needs more Kyrie. It's the dynamic duo of Al and Jerry, the superheroes of WFAN. Jerry is in Dayton, Ohio for Rutgers Notre Dame later on this evening. CeeLo is here. Do you have time for the St. Bonaventure story or no? Yes. So a uh, St. Bonaventure cheerleader 
and a member of the St. Louis men's basketball team got in a little bit of a brouhaha, a verbal brouhaha during the Atlantic 10 men's basketball tournament happened this past Friday, but just kind of went around the internet yesterday. She claims that he was yelling at the cheerleaders all the whole game. Shut the F up. And said that to her. (laughs) Really? Looked her right in the face. Oh, really? Said that and then called her the B word. Wow. Yeah. What were they cheering that would elicit that type of response? They think he was just... uh, Just being a D? Yeah, he was just being douchey with them the whole game. Yeah. So the uh, same... What do you call them? The Bonnies? The Bonnies, yeah. Yeah, the, the cheerleader coach went over and pulled the girl off the floor, pulled the team off. Wait a second. Wait a second. Wait a second. Pulled the team, the cheerleading team? Yeah, cheerleaders. Huh. Just moved them off. Just got, got him being, out of Dodge. There's a guy who's being a punk. Wow. Guy taking say, on cheerleaders. Where was the Atlantic 10 tournament this year? I think I have. I, don't know, I thought maybe in the story because sometimes it's been in Dayton, Brooklyn, Ohio. but I don't think it was. No, no it was not in no. Brooklyn. WFAN and WFAN FM and HD1, New York. An Odyssey station.